0: you would take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 92. Psalm 92 and I'll be brief with some thoughts here tonight out of this psalm uh, regarding thankfulness and worship and while I'm speaking of course you follow along but prepare your own heart and mind uh, to just say a few words tonight. Let's give attention and focus to the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, well, hopefully some of you will participate. Okay. Psalm 92, look at verse 1 and 2. The Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. The psalm starts out... It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. But before those words, I want you to look at the superscription of the psalm. The psalm says a psalm or song for the Sabbath day. Now, the superscription doesn't identify the author. A lot of times the the superscription in the psalm will identify who wrote it. And this one doesn't, but it does provide a very interesting comment about the use of this psalm. We're told here that it's a psalm for the Sabbath day. And in my quick research of this, a question came to my mind. I wonder if there are other ones that are identified as a psalm for the Sabbath. And in my quick research, I couldn't find any other psalm with this specific designation to it. Now, there's plenty others that uh, mention the Sabbath or uh, thanks and praise unto the Lord and so on, but, but none of them specifically designated that I could find in just a couple of uh, quick searches with this designation. And Maybe that's uh, not necessarily, um, um, I don't know, even relevant to what we're going to talk about tonight, except for this. It suggests for us that this psalm was used and focused on the area of worship. Worship unto the Lord on the Sabbath day. And I think once we start reading through the psalm, the next few verses really confirm that by emphasizing the worthiness of worship. And that's really what we're going to talk about here for a few minutes tonight. The worthiness of worship. And the Bible says, again in verse 1, it is a good thing. To give thanks unto the Lord, to sing praise unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. The psalmist goes on to talk about how uh, on an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work, I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Now, I want to just consider the first two verses, but I briefly want to talk about two quick things from these verses. First of all, we're going to talk about the benefit of worship, and then secondly, the manifestation of worship as we consider the worthiness of worship. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you just encourage our hearts tonight with uh, worship and praise unto the Lord and how worthy you are of it, and Lord, even the benefit that we get from it. Uh, and Lord, I pray that you just strengthen us from it. And as we consider these thoughts, Lord, I pray that you'd be stirring in people's hearts uh, to testify of your goodness to them. Lord, that we would all benefit from uh, the, the work of thy hands. And Father, we love you tonight. So thankful for how good you are to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Consider the, the blessing of worship. I've said the phrase a few times already, but let me draw your attention to the first few words of verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. That phrase, good thing, it can be an adjective uh, or it can be an adverb, but in each case, it's describing something. And it's a good thing. To give thanks unto the Lord. When it's used as an adjective, you would understand it something like, oh, he's a good man, or she's a good woman, or these are good things. It's an adjective describing uh, those particular things. When it's used as an adverb, it means this. It means beautiful. It means best. It means cheerful. It means joyful. It means kind, pleasant, pleasure, or sweet. And all of those definitions fit when it comes to describing what giving praise or worship or thanks unto the Lord is. It's beautiful to give thanks unto the Lord. It's the best thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It ought to be a cheerful thing for us to give thanks unto the Lord or a joyful thing, and honestly, it's a kind thing to give thanks back to the Lord for what He's done for us. It's a pleasurable thing or a sweet thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. All of these definitions fit when it comes to describing what giving praise and thanks and worship to God is. First of all, notice the delight or the pleasure of praise here. When the writer says it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, listen, we probably don't fully grasp the fact that worship ought to be a delightful and a pleasurable thing to give to God. We've been conditioned to view the word good as meaning something that's beneficial. Like, oh, it's a good thing. It's beneficial. For example, all of us, can, rem- when we were young, can probably remember our mother saying to us at one point or another, take this, it's good for you. Or you're gonna do this, it's good for you, right? Well, when it comes to castor oil or having to eat your spinach or having to go to a piano recital, those things may be good, but they're not pleasurable. (laughs) Does that make sense? Did I just reveal that I don't particularly enjoy piano recitals? I love listening to your kids play the piano. I just don't like my own piano recitals when I was a kid or those trombone recitals, or any other thing. We've heard people say, do this, take this, it's good for you. But that connotation also means, yeah, it might be good for me, but there's no pleasure in doing it. But the psalmist says, and he means for us to understand, that worship is good in that it is pure pleasure to those who love God. God with all of their heart. The one who loves God with all of his heart enjoys and takes great pleasure in giving thanks unto the Lord. The word thanks here, it means to cast out. It means to hold out or extend the hand. And the idea behind it would be something like Uh, you know, you're at a sporting event, you're at a hockey game and your team scores a goal and you jump up and you say, yes, score goal. And your hands are up. You're, you're enjoying the moment. It's, it's a joy for you to cheer. That's what he's talking about. It's a good thing to give thanks. It's talking about extending the hand. Psalm 63, 4, uh, the psalmist says, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. That's the kind of thanks or praise or worship the psalmist is talking about. Joyful and delightful you know what, There's, I mean, you may be, hopefully you've experienced this before. I know that I have in my own life. But when the Lord does something that is amazing or something that only God can do, and or I've been particularly blessed by the, something that God has done, it is a joyful thing for me to say to somebody, man, i got to tell you what the Lord did. Or is that just me? I, you guys are all dead in here tonight. Is that any of that clicking? Like, that ought, to, that ought to resonate. Oh, that's just boring stuff, Pastor. Give us, I don't know, no. The psalmist says, when God is at work, it is a good thing, a joyful thing, to give Him thanks and praise. We are the beneficiaries of that. Psalm 135, 2 says, "...ye that stand in the house of the Lord..." In the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto His name, for it is pleasant to give praise to the Lord. We see the, secondly, the benefit of praise here. Because not only is it a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord in the sense that it's joyful and cheerful, but also giving thanks unto the Lord is good for us. Here's the benefit of worship unto the Lord, the benefit of praise. It's good for us. Worship is good for us because it does benefit us. This aspect of worship is maybe more fully developed in Psalm 95, and we don't have the time to to really break these verses down. But notice what the psalm says in verse 1. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is His also. The sea is His and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hands. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said it is a people that do err in their heart and they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest." Listen, the psalmist says, hey, come, let's worship, let's bow down, let's praise the Lord for who He is and what He's done. And you remember that generation before that saw the mighty works of God and they weren't thankful and their hearts were hardened and it ended up costing them with the Lord. Hey, when we give thanks and praise to the Lord for His goodness, it helps keep us humble, number one, And it brings about some positive results in our lives, and it keeps us from having a hardened or unthankful heart. As we come before the Lord with thanksgiving, we're remembering what the Lord has done for us. The nation of Israel didn't do that, and it cost them. There's a benefit for us to give thanks to the Lord, to recall the things that God has done. It keeps us humble, number one. We don't deserve anything and all we have is from the lord number two it helps keep us thankful before the lord and it produces some positive results and i wish we had time to really break that passage down but there's real benefit for us in praise unto the lord and it's a cheerful thing a good thing but thirdly we find that it's appropriate it's good in this aspect as well that it's appropriate to give thanks to God. It's toward God. The psalmist says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It's appropriate. It's morally good. It's proper to respond to God with praise. God's activity in the world, God's activity in our lives is intended to bring praise to himself. And listen, friends, Worship is perhaps the most worthy of all activities because not only does it benefit us, but more importantly, it actually brings pleasure to God Himself when we give back thanks unto Him. The appropriateness of worship is a splendid thing. It's a delightful thing. It's a a dutiful thing. And it might be summed up for us in Psalm 147, 1, where it says, Praise ye the Lord. For it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. That word comely means suitable. It's fitting. Praise is fitting. It's suitable to God. It's beautiful. I think these are powerful, powerful truths that ought to compel us on a regular basis, whether we're alone, whether we're in public, to give praise to God. And some, I know some people don't like to stand up and give a testimony. They think the attention's all on them. And I just rather would look at it like, hey, I'm just trying to give attention to God. Give it to Him. And it's a good thing to give praise to the Lord. I want you to look, secondly, at the manifestation of worship. And I told you I wouldn't be very long. We'll go through this fairly quickly. Verse two, or verse one says, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And to sing praises unto thy name, O most high, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. What is the manifestation of praise? It's a good thing to one, give thanks unto the Lord, to two, sing praises unto his name, and then three, to show forth his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness every night. Worship is not only a blessing to us. But worship can take on different forms. And it's expressed here in three different ways. First of all, to give thanks. And again, we talked about this a little bit. That word thanks or give thanks means the extending of the hands. It also means to cast or throw at. And it carries the meaning of casting reverence or worship at the Lord. You know, we always get nervous when people start lifting up their hands, you know, in church and start praising and all that. You ever get nervous? Like I do sometimes. Like, oh, what are they going to (laughs) do? How am I going to handle that as the whole church freaks out and faints and so on? But that's literally what this is describing. That is literally what this is describing. Joyfulness and thanks to God that compels you to lift your hands and cast reverence and worship at the holiness and the majesty and the awesomeness of God. You know, there are times, you know, I get fired up or excited and I start ranting and waving my hands up here preaching and I'll get loud and all that kind of stuff. But you know, there are times... I'm sitting in my office and I'm studying. And the Lord just opens up His Word. It just floods over. And all I can do is just sit there and put my hands toward heaven and worship the Lord. It's a good thing to cast reverence, and worship to God. So when we speak of giving thanks to the Lord, we're talking more about praise here than simply thanksgiving. And that's included, certainly, in this meaning, but it's not talking about, okay, Lord, we thank you for the day, and Lord, we thank you for this food, and we thank you for the clothes on our back, and And we should, we should regularly be thankful people unto the Lord. And that part is included, but this is so much more. It's a heart of gratitude and praise that comes from real thankfulness inside to how good God is. When was the last time that you were just kind of overwhelmed and overcome with the goodness of God in your life? It moved you. And you just had to say thank you to the Lord. We're acknowledging in, those, in that moment, what we're doing is not just saying thank you to God for some material benefit or something like that, but what we're doing is acknowledging God for who He is and for His actions and for His goodness that directly benefits or impacts my life. That's a good thing to stop and think about for a minute. How impactful God is on your life, but how much we sort of just pass over it and don't acknowledge it. He says to give thanks. That's one manifestation of worship. The second is to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. This is actually the verb form of the word psalm in the superscription. To sing praises is to psalm. So the worship of God is expressed by praising Him with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, with thankfulness of heart unto the Lord. It's why we mix in songs with testimony time. It's not just fillers while we're waiting for the next person to think of something they should say. It's an opportunity to worship and continue with that heart of thankfulness to the Lord. The third one is to show forth. Notice that in verse 2, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. This is very interesting here. This word, show forth, it means to declare, and it means to testify. This is where we get to the public part of worship unto the Lord. Frequently, this phrase, show forth, is used in the sense of revealing something that is not known. Bringing it to the surface, making public what is unknown. In other words, God works and God does something in your life and you're thankful in your heart for what the Lord has done, but nobody else knows that. Nobody else sees that. And this, is, this means to, to bring to light or bring to the surface something that wasn't known, uh, revealing something not known. This is the public side of, of, hey, let me tell you what God has done. His What? His loving kindness toward me. His faithfulness toward me. Which in turn begins to bless other people. Worship provides us with the opportunity to say publicly of God what we ought to be saying privately to Him all the time. Worship is declaring God's goodness And God's greatness. And notice the second part of verse 2. To show forth what? To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning. And thy faithfulness every night. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning. You know what? There's probably not a more suitable time for praise unto the Lord than in the morning. Right away. His loving kindness to you that guess what? You get to wake up today. You slept all night long, hopefully. You have a new day of life ahead of you, an opportunity to live and to serve. That's only because of the loving kindness of God in your life. It's his loving kindness to us that affords us his mercies that are also new to us every morning. The loving kindness of God, we are to show forth, to declare. We're not to keep it to ourselves. And then he says to show forth thy faithfulness every night. Every night. You notice that word? Every night. At night, our subject should be God's faithfulness because we've had more experience of it throughout the day. God was faithful to me today. He always has been. And I've had some more experience of his faithfulness in my life. Notice that the text says every night. That means even the cold, dark, drear ones, as well as the other ones, he's still faithful. Listen, if there was any one topic on which the Christians should speak, it is this one. The faithfulness of God to his people. The faithfulness of the Lord to us is beyond comprehension. We are so undeserving, and God is still faithful. That's a reason to praise. Lamentations 3.21, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning, Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. That's a great, great set of verses. I recall to my mind this truth, and this truth gives me hope, that the Lord's mercies is what keeps me from being consumed, and his mercy is new to me every morning, and his faithfulness is great. I think that's worthy, amen, of our worship and our praise. So it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and that's what we're here for tonight—to testify, to show forth His loving kindness, His praise, and let's just honor the Lord tonight. Don't be shy, don't be afraid. Think of God's goodness as loving kindness in your life, and let's share it one with another. And let's rejoice in how good God is and let's give the attention to Him and walk from this place rejoicing in our heart. We serve a great God who loves me, who cares for me, who's amazing, who's awesome, who's merciful, who's kind, who deserves all of my praise, all of my worship. Amen? Amen. I want to sing a song. Page number 39 in your hymnal. Great is thy faithfulness a good way to end it. You don't have to stand up. We're going to sing all the verses of this song, and then we'll have some time for testimony. So you'd be thinking, someone's got to break the ice. Someone's got to start it off. Usually that helps get the ball rolling, so you can do it, all right?